0: Monday, September 28th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our Tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, the Indians did it. They jumped up into the fourth spot, and now they will host the American League wildcard series against the New York Yankees uh, beginning tomorrow on Tuesday night, 7 p.m. on ESPN. Uh, Just an amazing series of events on Sunday afternoon. Uh, I, I really love this format with Major League Baseball going to on the final day where all these games were sort of ending all at once. And the Indians went from trailing and everything looking pretty bleak to, to being out in front and then ho- hoping the Cubs can hold on the Cubs, hang on and beat the white Sox, And, and all of a sudden we're talking about, uh, you know, potential wild card games turning into reality in Cleveland beginning Tuesday night.
1: Yeah, it was, it was fun, Joe. It was fun to watch on, uh, on TV. And, uh, my kids were over and everybody was fired up and, uh, you know, everybody, like you said, everybody was down when the tribe was losing. Mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, when, they, when they made their move in the sixth and seventh innings, it was, it, it was, it was fun to just sit back and watch. It was they, – they were uh, – um, they just got big hits when they needed them.
0: Yeah, they really sort of did it in a way that they haven't been doing it lately in terms of getting contributions from Carlos Santana, Framil Reyes in the middle of that order – uh, those two guys had four RBIs apiece in the game uh, and, and really just sort of powered the Indians, uh, not not into the playoffs, but into into the position of going from, from the seventh seed and looking at having to either go to Minnesota or, or Oakland and get on a plane tonight. Tonight they're sleeping in their own beds because Carlos Santana and Framil Reyes got their pitches and didn't miss them and hit them out of the ballpark and, and did what they've really been what the Indians have really needed them to do all season. Uh, Oh, and by the way, Mr. MVP, uh, Jose Ramirez, he also had two doubles in in back-to-back at-bats in the sixth and seventh, and and he really sparked those innings and and put the guys in position to where Santana and Reyes could come through.
1: Yeah, finally, you know, Santana and Reyes, the fourth and fifth hitters in the Indians lineup, did something. I mean, Joe, listen to these slumps that they were in entering the game. 14 for 98 for Santana. Ooh. Eleven for 74 for Reyes. I mean, those are those aren't just slumps. Those are those are kind of, you know, okay, kid, uh, here's your pig slip and go back to double A if, <laughs> if you have an option left. Those those are terrible, terrible
0: slides. Well, and they and when it counted most, they came out of it. And yeah, Reyes' home run was his first since September first. That's almost a month. Of, you know, of not hitting a home run. And this was a guy who was, you know, at the, at the beginning of September was as hot as any hitter in the, the American League. And, and he just sort of fell off the face of the earth. And, you know, come come into the last day of the season when your team is desperate and needs you needs to come back from a, a four-run deficit. Uh, by the way, that's their biggest deficit that they overcame all season uh, to win a game. It was, was four runs. So they, they rallied there. Uh, they really sort of did it in style. Uh, I think uh, you know you, you got to give credit to the bullpen. Uh, Brad Hand came in his first four-out save of the season. Uh, James Karinchak struck out three, or struck out two. Uh, you know, looked uh, looked really strong. Uh, again, you know, it's 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 the Pirates. It's not like they're you know you know mowing down the, the 27 Yankees here, but but they in in a moment when they needed to come through, you know, big guys had big contributions.
1: Yeah, and you know the, the pirates were that classic. Uh, we got nothing to lose team mm-hmm. on TV. You could see them; they were playing pickup football in in the bullpen. You know, throwing a towel around like it was a football game. They had, they they couldn't care less about about being there. And the Indians, you know, are, are they're they're gripping the bat so tight they're turning it into sawdust. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's hard to win that way. And finally, finally, you know, in in the sixth and seventh inning, they put some uh, they put some runs together and hits together. And uh, really, kind of, you know, captured the flavor of how they've been playing this last, you know, 10 to 12 games that uh, suddenly they become like the old Indians, you know, no lead is safe. And, uh, you know, look out in the extra in the late innings because uh, they're going to come back on you.
0: Yeah, there's, there, there was, it, it, you kind of just got the sense that there was a confidence that they could overcome whatever deficit they, they fell under. Uh, Santana, actually, that. The defense is still, you know, sort of a, a, a bothersome point uh, for me. Yeah, you know, they they've been playing some pretty sloppy defense lately. Santana crashes into uh, Cesar Hernandez, lets a ball drop, and then the next guy up, uh, you know, RBI single. Uh, so an unearned run goes on on Cal Quantrill's uh, record there. But Santana comes into the dugout after that, and he tells Sandy Alomar, "Hey, uh, you know, I got to make up for that error, uh, so I'm going to hit one out." And he goes up and he does it in the second inning. And this is a guy who hadn't hit a home run in forever. So uh, the funny thing was we're sitting in the press box and uh, we're looking out into center field as Santana's at the plate. And in the, in the inning prior, Cabrian Hayes, the, uh, the rookie from Pittsburgh, who had just been tearing the cover off the ball eight, eight hits in a row, uh, he had just crushed a home run to center field. Uh, the ball had left the, par, left the yard, come back into the field of play, and so Oscar Mercado kind of picked it up and flipped it over the fence. And we're looking out of the press box. We can see somebody in the, the batter's eye area digging around in the bushes out there looking for the <laughs> ball that, that Hayes had hit because it was, it was eight consecutive hits. It was a significant ball. It might have been like a security guard or somebody from the, uh, the Pirates' bullpen. But as we're, we're all sort of kind of like not frantically but pointing out this guy, it's like what is he doing out there while the game is going on? while Santana's batting, and then Santana hits one into the Indians' bullpen. So we all kind of look at each other and go, maybe he should stay there. <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah, obviously, right. he obviously didn't bother Santana's, uh, you know, point of view in the in, at, at the time in the home run. So just, a, you know, a funny thing that happened during one of the biggest moments of the game at that point.
1: And then Lindor made another error, right? Uh, another Yeah, it was,
0: it was, that was turning a, a double play. He, his throw skipped away from Santana. Again, just lately the defense has been, yeah. and and this is something that 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 four-man infield who's played pretty much every game, they should should know by now that this is, you know, defense is something that you you can't take for granted at this point in the season.
1: Especially with that pitching staff, you've got to make, uh, you know, all those quality pitches stand up, and the way to do that is to play good defense, and for the most part of the 60-game sprint they did, but Maybe they're, maybe that just playing those guys every day has kind of worn them out. I, I don't know. But, you know, now is not the time to be tired. Now is the time to uh, get that adrenaline boost and uh, try to get past the Yankees in this best-of-three wild card.
0: So, yeah, that final sort of hour there as the Indians were were wrapping up the win, Brad Hand coming in, getting his 16th save and 16 chances, uh, and then the scoreboard watching back and forth as we're as we're all looking to see, you know, could, the Indians held up their end of the bargain. Could the Cubs come back and, and, and close out the White Sox? Cubs entered the uh, eighth inning with a, a 10-1 to lead, and then the White Sox and their powerful offense put seven on the board and, and almost turned the tables on the Indians.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, uh, they certainly did. Uh, that ch- the Chicago team is not one to, uh, you know, you can't turn your back on or you can't forget about their offense. Abreu hit a home run in the ninth. You know, he's him and uh, Ramirez are are nip and tuck for the for the AL MVP. That's going to be an interesting uh, race when the voting is tabulated. Uh, Yeah, it's and and that's uh, I think for Major League Baseball starting all these games at the same time. That's what you get. You know, you've got little dramas going on at the same time. And instead of, you know, games starting three hours later on the West Coast and you've got to stay up till two o'clock to to two a.m. to find out what's going on you know, everything is kind of right in front of you, you know, developing. And and uh, that adds to the drama
0: and the spice of the last game of the season. It sort of reminded me of that last week of the 2011 season when, you know, within the space of like 45 minutes, three games had, you know, just twist endings. And I think the Red Sox fell out of the playoffs that year. It was – Yeah, crazy. with Terry yeah. yeah, his final f- year there. Exactly. So, uh, you know, it's it's like start, sort of trying to recapture that. That mojo, that magic, like every year when this this three o'clock, all the games uh, playing at the same time happens. All right, uh, did want to mention the uh, the Indians had Brad Hand uh, lead the league. He led all of baseball in uh, saves for the first time, the first time for the Indians since Jose Mesa in 1995 uh, leading the majors in saves. So, congratulations to Brad Hand on that. And also Cesar Hernandez. And he Hernandez. was a
1: perfect what? He was a perfect 16 for 16,
0: right? Yeah, perfect. That 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 didn't have a blown save all year. Uh, Cesar Hernandez led the AL in doubles. He's the fourth Indians batter to do so since 1996. Uh, Grady Sizemore in 2006 and Michael Brantley in 2015. Uh, and, and Jose Ramirez again uh, in 2017. He had 56 doubles that year. That was the year he had, what, 98 extra base hits, something like that, something crazy. Yeah, so. yeah. He had more base,
1: uh, extra base hits than, uh, I think, Giancarlo Stanton, I'm pretty right. sure.
0: Well, well, Ramirez, actually, if you look at his last nine games, uh, his last 11 hits have all been extra base hits. He's got seven uh, seven doubles and four home runs in his last 11 hits. So uh, it's, it's just a crazy stat. Uh, that's how hot he's been. His OPS is, is something ridiculous right now. And I, I believe he tied Tim Anderson with 45 runs scored uh, to lead the American League, uh, in that. That's category. amazing because,
1: you know, he wasn't—he didn't play like this. Uh, you know, he, he was hot early, then he hit that lull. You know, mm-hmm. and and but I mean, he just when he gets hot, man, it's like Tito said, you, he he'll be hotter than you've ever seen him before. And, right, and he's and, been
0: able to maintain it. And knock on wood, when when he slumps, he's also colder than yeah, as we've seen in in 2018 uh, and the 2017 playoffs. So. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into what, what we need to expect out of him uh, for the Indians uh, moving forward. Uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and take a look at what that, that series against the, the Yankees is going to look like. The Indians are going to work out on Monday. Uh, at, at some point, I would assume the, the Yankees will be in at Progressive Field to, to work out there as well. But then Tuesday, we've got the matchup that I think a lot of people have been waiting for and anticipating and hoping to see this year. Uh, Pitching-wise, and that's Shane Bieber, the American League Triple Crown or the the Major League's Triple Crown winner, uh, ERA, wins and strikeouts against last year's uh, Cy Young runner-up and the you know the the big money man in New York, and Garrett Cole.
1: Yeah, that's that's going to be a really really a great pitching great matchup. You know, Garrett Cole and uh, Justin Verlander. You know, just shut the Indians down the last time. Uh, the Indians were in the postseason in 2018 when uh, Cole and uh, Verlander, um, well, when Cole was pitching for Houston, right? And uh, they just they got the Indians got him back to back and really had no chance. And then came home and and uh, Dallas Keuchel completed the sweep. So uh, you know that was a, their last look at Cole. And uh, you know we'll see what happens. If, you know he he hasn't been to Derek Cole that that was in Houston in 2000. You know last. In, in the last couple of years, but uh, he's still pretty good. And, and uh, Bieber is going to have to hopefully, you know, find a way to get past that fifth inning, m- maybe keep his pitch count down and get, get a little deeper into
0: the games than he's been getting into lately. Uh, another noteworthy item uh, that we learned on Sunday was that Carlos Carrasco will start game two of the wildcard series. Uh, and that matchup is going to be Carrasco versus Masahiro Tanaka which is the same matchup as uh, Game 3 in New York back in 2017. Carrasco and Tanaka uh, matched up in that classic, I believe, one nothing game that, that yeah, was won, won by 19. the uh, uh, Greg Bird home run and won by the, uh, the Yankees. Uh, so Tanaka versus Carrasco in Game 2. Zach Plesak would pitch for the Indians in Game 3 if necessary.
1: Yeah. Were you surprised by that move, Joe? I thought it had,
0: you know, I was a little, I was a little surprised by that just because I thought uh, Plesac might just be the hotter pitcher right now. And you might want to ride with him in game two. If you've got a chance to, to win it, uh, then if you, if you lose that either one of those two games and you've got to pitch a game three, you've got the veteran in Carrasco coming back in, in game three there. But I can, I can understand the reasoning and and going with, you know, if you win with Bieber in game one, then you come back and you try to close it out with Carrasco in game two.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, Polisak, you know, in his last start gave up four runs and his previous start before that gave up five runs. So he's been pitching well, but, you know, he gave up four runs against the White Sox and five against uh, uh, the twins in his last start. So, um, and Carrasco has really been on a, a nice run, you know, f- what, maybe four, f- last four or five, six starts, uh, you know, his velocity is, is ticked up, he's thrown his curveball, curveball, I think you wrote about that today, that he hasn't really, you know, he hasn't really uh, uh, taken out of the, uh, taken off the top shelf uh, for a while, and uh, it's given him another weapon, so you know, hopefully, uh, you know, Carlos uh, rises to the challenge because he's he's always pitched pretty well when he's gotten a chance in the
0: postseason. Right. And, you know, I, I can sort of see why you would want uh, just that veteran and, and he sort of – this would be his third playoff start, I believe. So just, you know, getting that veteran presence out there. Uh, with Plesak, like you said, he's given up some late runs in some of his outings. So, you know – you might only be able to get five, six innings out of them. Uh, if you can get six innings out of sec in, in any game, that will be great. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I can't argue with the decision. And, by the way, the decision was announced uh, by uh, Indians acting manager, uh, Sandy Alomar, Jr., who will be sort of piloting the ship moving forward in, in, into the playoffs. Uh, Terry Francona will not manage the Indians. Uh, in the wild card round, and uh, it was announced by Chris Antonetti uh, following today's game that that Alomar will be the man, you know, through the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and uh, I, I guess not really surprising, Joe, but you know, I think the fact that they put Tito in the bubble, they included him in the postseason quarantine bubble, you know, and uh, were, you know, we'll see, and uh, Antonetti said we're doing that to keep our options open. So I thought people. You know, you, there there may have been a chance for for a Tito to come back and manage the club, uh, but right now, you know, Antonetti was pretty maybe as straightforward as he's been or been able to. He said that he's physically he just he's not able to manage the club, and you know that's a concern. I mean, that's uh, you just you just wonder you know how how if if you know what what are what's the impact not only on the on the postseason but going forward next year. I'm, is Tito going to be able to manage the club because, you know, it's great. You know, you just, uh, they they have to have some, uh, you know, you have to have stability from that position, especially. So, uh, you know, I think this is going to be an interesting off season for Francona and the Indians.
0: uh, Correct. Yeah. And not just for Francona and the Indians, but for, for Alomar as well, Uh, you know, whatever lies ahead for him. Uh, Yeah. And you know what, all of a
1: sudden uh, openings in Detroit and Boston, you know, and they're going to take a look. I'm sure they're going to, they're following what uh, Alomar has done. I would think he's going to be a hot, you know, a hot ticket on the managerial uh, carousel this winter.
0: Right, and it, it all depends on really what they expect to be able to get out of Terry Francona if he comes, if he's able to come back at all next year. And we've gotten that was the first sort of indication, like you said, from Antonetti today that. Tito was just physically not able to do or, or wouldn't be able to do something. And, and, you know, it's, it's stunning to hear that. So.
1: Yeah. And uh, so you wonder, you know, you just wonder what's going on. And uh, I guess one of these days we'll get the full story and, you know, I just feel bad for Tito. I mean, you know, this is the time of year when he's at his best, he's got the track record to prove it. And uh, it's gotta be, it's gotta be tough on him not to be in that dugout and calling the shots.
0: Well, and just knowing how much he, you know, lives and dies and, and takes stuff home with him, you know, takes it every time the Indians lose a game. It, it's just knowing how much he, he he bleeds for the team. It just, uh, yeah, yeah, it definitely has to be tough. All right. Well, uh, we will get deeper into and, and un- unlock some more of the, uh, the matchups and, you know, who might cause problems and issues for the Indians uh, on that New York roster. There's a There's plenty of them. There's a, they've got an MVP candidate and DJ LeMahieu as well. So uh, just looking at a team that can hit a lot of home runs and and knock the ball around the park. Uh, And, and and as always a a bullpen, that's pretty intimidating as well. Uh, We will get into that a little bit further uh, tomorrow. We've got workout availability. We'll talk to Francisco Lindor. We'll talk to Shane Bieber. We'll talk to Sandy Alomar and we'll get a, a better handle on what the Indians are, are facing with this uh, New York matchup.
1: Definitely, Joe. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun uh, to see what happens, uh, unfolds in these next two games and maybe three games. And uh, can the Indians make the next step into uh, the division series, into the bubble in San Diego? That that would be uh, for this team. Uh, for what they've gone through this year, that would be very. That would be an accomplishment. Is this your
0: 12th postseason with the Indians? Is this your 12th uh, in Indians postseason that you've covered? Uh, it's got to be since 95. Since 95, whatever since that 95. is. Since 95. So they were 1920, 1948, and 1954, right? And this, yeah. their, and this is their 15th postseason, if you count the wild card in 2013. So for you, 12 postse- twelve playoffs with the Indians. Damn. <laughs> That's That's why all my hair is white.
1: Uh, Well, and there's (laughs) a lot of hair I have
0: left. (laughs) There you go. There's a lot lot less of it. All right, Hoinsie, we'll catch up with you again tomorrow here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. All right, Jim.